To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. I know, but this is extremely crazy. Yeah, it's mentally irregular, right? Yeah. But it makes all the sense in the world. Now you owe me a favor. I know, but uh, what'd you think of this? About three years ago. Oh, this is very crazy, Apollo. Look, Stallion. Now look, when you run that last fight, you won by one second. You beat me by one second, one second. That's very hard for a man of my intelligence to handle. Oh, is it? But didn't you say after I bit you, you learned how to live with it? I lied. Oh, you lied. <laughs> oh, oh, so now you just got to prove it to yourself, just right? Just myself. No TV, no newspapers, just you and me. Nothing, just you and me. Uh, age before beauty. Anything you say, Stan. Uh, I, I do all the work, all okay? Right. <laughs> I'll tell you, Bob, you better go slow because you ain't as young as springtime no more. I'm still young enough to whip your butt, Stan. Oh, yeah? Well, how are you going to do that? You taught me everything you know. Almost everything. You gotta remember now. You fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Huh? You ready? Oh, absolutely. All right. You know, Stallion, it's too bad we gotta get over, huh? <laughs> uh, just keep punching, Apollo. Wanna ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. JAirPositiveSarcasm.com Recorded here from the Spare Parts Underground Studio Happy Wednesday everybody You can find me on Instagram, Facebook You can find me on PayPal You can find me on PayPal You can find me on Tinder You can find me on uh, Parlor when it's back up and running TikTok at Positive Sarcasm Sorry, I just, I'm stuck in this friggin this, this little underground bunker Like the fucking nuclear fallout It's just, I can't uh, it's been so hard for me to process for the last couple weeks and just gr- grinding to the end until I have radio silence. But at the meantime, I just I feel like my face is graying. I feel like my mind is just not clicking on all cylinders, even though I've had some pretty good podcasts the last few weeks about some really good stuff. But it's just at the same time while I'm talking to you guys and uh, giving you vital information on how to build computers and the situation with Wall Street bets and all the other stuff that is to come. In the back of my head while I'm talking to you, I'm literally just screaming, we gotta get out of this place if that's the last thing we ever do. We gotta get out of this place or I'm gonna blow my brains out in front of you. And so at that moment, I'm balancing that And everything that I'm trying to put together right here in front of you, because remember, as I told you in the beginning, 
You guys see a podcast with stuff and everything looks pretty organized and a water bottle and some stuff and a COVID-19 friggin', uh, uh, you know, thingy over here, coffee mug. But at the same time, I look out and I just see boxes, moving boxes and a dog and stuff that used to be up on the walls but isn't anymore. So before I get to, um, so just want to let you know my mentality, my psyche right now is broken or not broken but definitely some of the plugs seem to be a little loose so in the meantime let's just get right at it otherwise i'm gonna fall apart so before we jump in today's uh normal shit i just wanted to finalize my thoughts on this whole gamestop uh, uh blackberry nokia amc saga that took place i just want to uh finalize because i saw a bunch of comments a bunch of negative bearish comments towards uh, all the people that decided to take on Wall Street, not specifically Wall Street, but the hedge funders and some of the bigger like mainstream media like CNBC and stuff regarding just talking negatively about all these people that, quote, basically wanted to go diamond hands to the moon and just buy up GameStop to, GameStop to you know, basically screw up the hedge funds. Listen, you guys just sitting there talking shit the whole time, okay? Talking shit, saying there should be regulation, and just basically talking down to these kids or these young adults or whomever it was who basically decided to catch this hedge fund with their pants down. Listen, anybody who's talking shit about these these people that went out of their way, because some of them did really go out of their get did make a lot of money off this. Whether you decided to quote hold the line or cash out, I don't have a problem with any of that either way because. Either way, you took out money. You took money. Whether you decided to hold the line or cash out at peak, you made money and the hedge fund didn't because the hedge fund's objective was to short the stock and the company of 14,000 employees to the point where they couldn't raise capital and had to declare bankruptcy and lay off basically all 14,000 employees. That was the hedge fund's goal. Bury the company, collect the giant loot at the end of the rainbow. And those who cashed out weren't the hedge funds. And those who held the line weren't the hedge funds. The hedge funds doubled down and had Wall Street in their pocket and had Robin Hood in their pocket. Whereas the kids or the, the adults, I don't know, I say kids, I don't know if I'm, if I'm allowed to at my age, but... They were just trying to put it to the hedge funds. That's all. And you know what? Kudos to them. And as far as I'm concerned, stock market manipulation and stock market speculation is a part of the gamble. And gambling is, a, and gambling is legal. And every time that somebody speculates, remember, every time that somebody speculates and buys a stock purely on speculation, that is capital that goes to the company, the publicly traded company. They make money. That's their capital in order to keep the company going. Whether it's a swing state, whether it's a swing stock, like a swing trade, which means you buy one day, you sell the next day, or it's day trading, or it's a full long-term or a short-term investment. That is capital that makes the company look good, which allows them to spend money on employees, spend money on R&D, spend money on products, spend money on real estate. So anybody who buys a share of a company, good on you. 
Doesn't matter if you buy a share on speculation, to build yourself a portfolio, or to fuck over a hedge fund. It's good. It's kudos to you. Totally fine with that. So whether you made money from this GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, you name the company, Wall Street Bets was all over it. Whomever it was, which if you made money on the deal and you pulled out, doesn't matter. You made money and the, the greedy hedge fund didn't. So anybody who talks shit, oh, you stupid idiots, you don't know how to spend your money. You don't know how to, this is not how you invest. This is, be, that's it. You can go on stock tweets. You can go to marketbeat.com and you can look at, you just type in the, go and type in GME and then you go look at the social media section. There are so many bears just talking so much shit. So much shit. You know why they're talking shit? Because they're fucking jealous. Because they're haters. Because they didn't make the money. Because they didn't think to buy in to GameStop or Nokia or to AMC at a low price and sell insanely high. They're just jealous. They're just fucking haters because they didn't make the money and some asshole with a real weird username like potato in my ass or deep fucking value made all the money or didn't. Maybe they held the money and lost it all. Doesn't matter. It's their choice. It's their choice to do what they will with their money. If they made it all or lose it all. And you're just going to sit there and talk shit? Go ahead and kick them while they're down. There's one person who paid off their entire college education because they ran with this thing. And there are some people who have made millions of dollars. Some people made a few hundred bucks. Some people made gas money out of this. And you know what? That was a dream come true for them. That's what they needed to get to the very next day. And you fucking assholes want to talk shit? Fuck you. I have no respect for you because you're just jealous. You're just haters that somebody else made money and you didn't think to do enough research because you think you're a great investor. I'm not a great investor. When I first started, all I did was buy penny stocks and bullshit stocks and fucking lose. I lost 300 bucks. I lost 300 bucks on one stock in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. And that's it. That's the only thing separating me from having a, a, a an, an even year. Pre-pandemic. So don't go talking shit. You don't know. You think you may have a great fucking portfolio full of real estate income trusts and long-term Facebook and Apple and Microsoft and you got a great mutual fund and you think you got a fucking 401k that looks good so when you go on a date and you show her your portfolio, she might blow you later that night. The next thing you know, next thing you know, we could start a fucking war or an absolute collapse could happen or things could get locked down and you'll lose 50% of your value, if not more. Now who's fucking talking shit? So do yourselves a favor before you bash on these guys for going out of their way to join up with their friends to do something that they thought truly was better. Definitely a better fucking idea than storming the Capitol and creating a, a federal offense. They decided to just take on a bunch of assholes who are going to short a company 14,000 employees worth to make a few extra bucks for their clients. So they went the, they went the legal route. They went the free capital market, the free market route. They went the free market route and decided to cheat the cheat out the hedge funds legally. So don't fucking criticize them. They did the right thing. They did the American thing. So don't go talking shit. It's not right. And it's definitely it's definitely not your place. So whomever you guys are, if you lost money, if you made money, if you're still in, you're looking long-term, or you're now you're at least involved. You're now, congratulations, as I've been preaching the entire time, you guys are now at least involved in the stock market. You guys are at least involved 
in another segment of education where you're actually learning as you go. That's it. I want you guys to learn. Did you learn a lesson this week? I hope you did. That's all I care about. I hope you learned a lesson. I hope you guys going forward be like, okay, well, now that I was a part of that, now that I have this account open, and now that I have you know, all these referral stocks that are waiting to clear, well, now I got a few extra bucks coming. Now let me see what I want to do from here. And then go from there. Maybe you end up building a little portfolio for yourself and going from there. Or maybe now that you, if you did make a shitload of money, great. Now you can go from, you can take everything you learned and make a vlog about it, do a podcast about it, or you can pay off a lot of your debts, or you can start, you know, building your life. Whatever it is, congratulations to you. Congratulations, you did something. Now do something else. I won't talk shit about you. I didn't from the very beginning. I never said a fucking thing. I never made fun of you for doing it. I had some fun. I made it. I made a few bucks out of it. I'm glad. I'm still involved in a, in some sense or another. But I've been in the market for you know a couple of years now. As far as one, as far as another, like I have a you know other shit. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm still learning as I go too. But I'm glad you guys did what you did. I'm glad you guys did what you did. And remember. These hedge fund guys, they're not idiots. They understand the market. They have a lot of calculations. They're veterans. They have connections. They have a lot of capital. They can do a lot. They can do way more than you guys did. You caught them. You caught them at a moment. Believe me, they know how to rebound from this, and they know how to attack. They know how to counterattack. But you caught. But you did catch them in a moment. Maybe they'll learn their lesson. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Who cares at this point? You taught them a lesson. You made them realize that now that the you have access to information, you guys have a chance to make money too. They're going to figure shit out. They're going to follow your index that you now have, and they're going to figure out a strategy to make money off of you guys. So please understand, now that you guys are popular, you Wall Street bet guys are popular, people come to you, people talk to you, people ask questions and advice from you, just understand that these hedge fund guys, they're watching everything you do right now. And they're going to make calculations on their portfolios based on what you guys say and what you guys do. Because they generally don't talk about what they are doing. They just post reports where you guys are very vocal and in detail about what you're going to do. And it takes a lot of you to make up for the small amount of them. Because it takes a lot of you to create the capital that they have they have access to. So just keep that in mind, okay? I wish you guys luck. Congratulations on what you did. And I hope that you guys... Literally, create your own fund, whatever it is. That would be great. I would love to see a Wall Street bets hedge fund, a firm, a capital, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was great. But, like I said, like I said, you got more to do. I ain't going to talk shit about you, and I hope nobody else does going forward. They've already said enough. And it was all stupid. And it was all because they were jealous because they didn't see this coming. They didn't see this. This was six months in the making and none of them saw it. They're talking shit now. They're talking shit now. Hindsight's 2020, motherfucker. And you didn't make a dime off of any of it. And the money was right there to be made. Six months. That's all it took. Six months. And you could have cashed out on hundreds of different stocks. Hundreds of different stocks and you didn't do it. So don't talk shit because you didn't see it. The report was right there. It was in broad fucking daylight. The guy posted it on his YouTube channel and you didn't see it. So don't talk shit. I have a thing that switching gears 
So I've talked to you guys about how to take a scrap computer that has a couple decent parts in it that'll get you squared away with a really good working computer that can do all kinds of different things at a very high rate of speed for not a lot of money. I've talked to you guys about how to build a, how to build a small spare parts like podcast setup with the microphones and, and the, the setup that I have for very, very cheap money. So I've talked to you guys about that. I've talked to you guys about the gym equipment that you could buy for small amounts of money where if you're not spending money on actually gym memberships for the long term, I, can, I gave you the, uh, the idea of what you can do on as far as building a home gym that would really be sufficient for making really for quality gains with ever having to pay ever out having okay with never having to pay a gym membership again so there are those things to take into account and we went over the actual weightlifting accessories not so much the car some cardio equipment but not a lot but we went over a vast array of it for very cheap money so we did that too so we did that too so what else can i teach you all right Let's just say a lot of you bought, a lot of you finally got access to a house this year. Okay, let's be honest. A lot of you are still working. A lot of you have taken access, you've paid off a lot of debts or whatever, or you're looking for your first home. You finally got your first home. Congratulations. But now you have to, you have to figure out, well, what space am I going to use to build my podcast channel or my music studio and I can't really do it in the house because maybe there's not enough room but there's like an eight there's like outside there's like a shed or like a little mobile home or something like that like a like a like a one of those tiny Winnebago's or something like that well guess what there is a way that is that's your new studio congratulations if it's a fucking old school bus or if it's a shed like an 8 by 12 shed or if it's a small, like, mini Winnebago or something like that. There are ways, plenty of ways, inexpensive ways, instead of spending money on, you know, recording time at a studio, because studio time is expensive. Studio time is expensive. High-end uh, recording items are expensive. So why wouldn't you just build it yourself? Why wouldn't you just make your own studio? Why wouldn't you build one from scratch or take what's a, take an existing item, take an existing uh, uh, setup that's out back and turning that into something? That is your your spare parts in your studio. The actual foundation of your future uh, studio could be right behind your house. And maybe you store a fucking lawnmower in it. So there are things that you can buy. So for example, maybe you have access to like a shed, like, uh, I don't know, we can look up, let's look up a shed, let me just type in really quick here, uh, shed, so right now I have Home Depot up, and maybe you have access to a shed, now just to let you know, sheds aren't cheap, like, depending upon the situation, so I'm just gonna go, go look for some sheds here, like, maybe, a lot of the times when you buy like a house, there's like a shed out back, and it's probably like a 8 by 12, or, you know, or 10 by 10, something like that, that's enough, that's actually enough, because if you wanna do like a two-person studio, two microphones, uh, two microphones with a two-channel mixer or a four-channel mixer and uh, some chairs and a whole camera setup for an OBS studio. You can do that in a shed. You can do that in like a $1,000 shed that's probably already built in the back of the house. And sometimes those sheds don't have closed doors. You can buy those, op you can buy those actual doors, those sliding doors that close, or you can install them yourself for very, very cheap money. 
First of all, hinges, if you have one of those open garages, like a shed here, like this handy home do-it-yourself Princeton 10 by 10 wood garage that you would store like a car in, sometimes those don't come with doors. But you can buy the hinges for a couple dollars. You buy like door hinges, they're next to nothing. They're next to nothing. Um, so there's that to take into account. Now with this shed, here's the, here's the kicker. If you want it to be year-round, that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that a, we have this thing insulated to the point where if it's getting cold or it's getting hot, you want to make sure it's cool in the summertime and warm in the wintertime, or at least easier to heat up. So there are a couple things that you want to take into account when doing so. So I want to take a look here. So we have these handy home sheds. So let's go ahead and look inside one of these, what is it, 10 by 10? Let's see here. Let's look at the 8 by 12. These are the ones I generally say. Um, and we'll ignore the price because we're talking about something that's probably already in the back or you have a friend that can help you build one or something to that nature. So I want to take a look here and see, let me just make sure, is this, I hope I, this is never fucking, let me see here. Let me click on that. Oh, look at that music. Shut up. All right. So it's like a standard eight by 12 shed inside of it, inside of a lot of these wooden sheds, they have like, um, what the hell are they called? They, so basically the wood pops out. What are those things called? Oh, let me fuck with um I don't even remember what the hell they're called. Let me find it's a it's a it's a lazy okay. Let me think this through. Uh it's a post. It's an actual post. God, I'm a fucking idiot. So it's a post finder. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and Google it. So uh post it's a beam finder for a house. Beam finder for a wall. I can't remember what the hell the name is because I'm not Mr. Handy Dandy. Oh, stud finder. Okay. So you have the stud finders, obviously, for for if you're in a house and you want to hang something on a wall that's relatively heavy, you have studs. Now, the studs are covered by, uh, by sheetrock. So, but in these, in these sheds, well, they don't have the, they have those studs. So they have those studs, those pieces of wood that are, they, they are perpendicular to the wall, so but they have no ceiling on them. They have no fiberglass that helps to insulate, and they have no sheetrock. So it's basically just an exposed shed. So it's just all wood, but no insulation. So what you want to do with this situation, situation is you want to obviously, to make it look more aesthetically pleasing, first thing you want to do in this situation, unless you want to keep the shed more open because by having these studs open, these uh these studs exposed it leaves you more room to insert things <coughs> excuse me so what you want to do inside the this is an actual example of what you can fit inside the uh inside an 8x12 so it looks like there's a riding lawnmower in here there's a bicycle there's a cooler uh that looks like a riding lawn regular lawnmower and um what is that uh yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff in there that you can fit well it looks like to me from this uh layout here it looks like you can fit uh, a couch. It looks like you can, you can fit either a full-size sofa or you can fit two nice chairs with a center console piece in the middle so that you can put your computers there and some tables so you can set up an actual podcast studio. So that's one thing to take into account. So you want to build a podcast studio. This is the cheapest way to do it if you have a shed out back. So if you are going to keep these studs exposed, well, depending upon where you live, See, I, I, then you would have to paint them. It would only make sense that you paint them because you don't want it to be, you, want, you don't want it to look like a shed. You want it to look inviting. You want 
those doors to open and be like somebody to be like, oh, I expected a uh, lawnmower to be in here or there to be bats, you know, or like, you know, mouse shit in the corner. Then they open this. They open it up. They open up those little plastic doors, those little cheap wooden doors. Next thing you know, you see like it looks like a fucking little man cave or whatever or a podcast studio or a recording studio. Well, oh, my God. So there is there is a way to do this. So if I'm, we're going to go with my original thoughts here. We're going to close off these studs. So the best way you want to do that is you got to start with fiberglass. So you want to insulate it because I'm just going to go with where I am it's because the vast majority of the population is cold. Even in Texas, it gets cold at night. Welcome to Texas. So it gets cold at night. So you want to make sure that everything's insulated and you don't want anything crawl, anyone, any creepy crawlies getting through. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to be going in your podcast studio and there's a fucking viper sitting in the corner right next to your microphones and shit. You don't want that. You want that place completely sealed off from any little critters that can get through. And generally, when you put these sheds down, they go on top of like concrete blocks, so they're off the ground. That's the best way to do it, and that's an easy thing to do. So that's one thing to take into account. So let's go ahead and just look up. <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go, actually, let me open up a brand new tab. Let's duplicate this tab. Duplicate. All right, we go. All right, so now we're going to look up fiberglass. So let's look up uh, insulation. So it goes by insulation. And let's go ahead and take a look here and see what we can do. So here we go. We got, you, you guys seen the Pink Panther. That's basically the theme for these things. So Pink Panther EcoTouch insulation. So this is 15 inches by 32 inches. This, so it, to actually insulate a shed that already is there, these are the prices that you're going to be looking. Uh, let's see, 34, uh, 23 bucks, 31 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Um, 12 rolls would cost you 600 of 23 inches by 39 inches. So, but that's one. That's 12 rolls. Are you really going to need 12 rolls? Probably not. Probably not. And that's probably a large amount. So let's just say, for example, let's click on. Was this R13? Two by four inch walls. So what's two by four? Okay, so two by four inches. So let's see what that looks like. So there, and also there's that in that yellow foam that you can buy. So you, it comes out of a spray can. You can actually put that in there as well to increase the amount of insulation and ceiling that you have going on inside this shed that you're going to build a recording studio out of. And also, if it's a recording studio, a true recording studio where we're doing your hip-hop beats, yo, you're going to need also to insulate it to the point where it's completely soundproof. And there actually is a way of doing that. Um, so let's go ahead and continue. So these are, let's just see here. These pink fiberglass walls, let's see, EcoTouch, 15 inches by 32 inches. So you would just cut it. Number one, you're going to have to wear a mask because this is not, this isn't fucking COVID we're not talking about. We're actually talking about fiberglass. And this stuff gets in your lungs, you're going to have a bad day. And this stuff is pretty inexpensive. It's pretty easy to find and it's easy to ship. It's also very lightweight. So for most part, Let's see, faced insulation, unfaced, rolls, blah, blah. It comes in many different shapes and sizes. So basically, you roll it out, you cut it, and then you just push it in between each each uh, open part of the studs. So you just cut it, and you just shove it in there like, uh, like, like fluff into a pillow. Once you do that, and you push it in there in each of those, each one of those studs. So each one of those studs, you're going to put it in there. After you do that, so you'll do that to every single part that you want closed off. So every part of your shed, 
Let me go back to that part there that I had. Let's go open up that. And that's actually a pretty nice freaking shed. So each part where the studs, in between two parts of the studs, you're going to put the insulation in. And then after you're done that, you're going to obviously want to close it up because you don't want the insulation showing. Duh. So, <laughs> sorry. So you want, you, you want those closed off. So what are you going to do after that? After you put in the insulation and every part is covered, if you are just going to close it off to do like a simple podcast and, or standard recording, then you would go with you would cover it with sheetrock. And I'll show you I'll show you some of the stuff you can grab there for a second. But as far as price-wise, generally a roll of like fiberglass it would start between like 15-20 bucks. And then depending upon how many you need, like this one says this R13 2 by 4 inch walls is three and a half inches thick. It's 15 feet wide. It's 32 feet long. And one piece, just one piece of this, covers 40 square feet. So how how big is this? This is an 8 by 12. So how many square footage is that? This is 768 cubic feet. So I don't know what you fucking kids are talking about as far as uh, how many you know square feet that is. This is a wraparound loft for 4,800 square feet. No, it's going to be 48 square feet. So if this is around 40 square feet, then this Pink Panther 2x4 wall R13 would be, that would roughly cover most, most if not all, or at least almost all of your insulation needs. So for between 20 and 40 bucks, you can now insulate the entire 8x12 shed. That's 8x12. So if it's 8x10 less, and then, you know, so on and so forth. So those are your options. So let's continue on price-wise, and we'll go to, uh, let's go to, uh, what is it? What are we looking for? Oh, yeah, that's right. So if we're going to, we, once we install the fiberglass, we're going to need to cover that up because you can't spray paint over that. Now, you can go ahead and get some of that spray foam stuff but we're going to uh, leave that alone for now if you do need that spray foam stuff to just create some extra insulation then you would go ahead and you would go ahead and buy that that's only like five six bucks it's really inexpensive and that stuff builds up quickly so just be keep it that invite now if you want it to be completely soundproof then the saying goes is if you the cheapest way to do that is actually egg cartons because egg cartons are lightweight they are resistant, uh, heavily resistant to sound, and they're cheap because, well, it's eggs, so you just buy a bunch of egg cartons, and then you can put that through your entire house. Now, you can either flatten them out, or you can keep them in their shape, and then you put them in, you can glue them or tape them, whatever, to your Pink Panther insulation, and that will help dampen a lot of the sound that's coming in or going out. So that's another thing to take into account. Now, if you are, if you do like need like a yo turn my headphones up type of situation where you need a divider between the person who's recording and a per and a person who isn't, person who's recording and a person who's singing or person who is playing guitar or whatnot. Well, let's go ahead and see if we can get we can find plexiglass. So let's find plexiglass sheets. So how much does a plexiglass sheet cost if we were going to build this little thing inside your shed, this little wonder shed here? How much would that cost? So they go between 18 by 24 inches is 13 bucks, 48 by 96. So the mat, the most you're going to spend, uh, a full size one is $129. That's 48 by 96. Now, if you're going to be going like 36 by 30 is $32. So that's if you're going for a full recording studio that needs to be split down the middle. 
That's how much you're going to spend. But for a podcast studio, you're probably not going to be doing that. You're probably not going to be doing that. So for a standard podcast studio, you're basically just going to be going with the insulation and you're going to be going with the sheetrock. So let's continue to the sheetrock. Since we've already priced out the... Uh, insulation will go right to the sheetrock. So for the insulation, you're not going to need anything other than a, to per, additional purchases. You're just going to need a mask to cover from, protect yourself from the fiberglass that's inside of it. And that's it. Matter of fact, I'll just double check to make sure that I am correct on this situation. Cause normally with Home Depot, you can do it. We can help. Um, they'll tell you on the bottom what else you need on top of that. And it says you basically just need screws. So you'll wear gloves to protect your fingers, to protect your hands and you'll just wear a mask too in order to get that done. Um, so that's it. It just says that you may need some screws. Actually, I don't think you do in this situation. Sweet. Okay. So you just got to roll it out and then push it in there and then you're done. Okay. So that's it. All you need. So for like 20, between 20 and 40 bucks, you can cover your entire shed with the insulation you need to keep it warm. Let's continue on. So, <clears throat> Now we've got to cover up the insulation for safety purposes and aesthetic purposes. Now we need sheetrock. So how much sheetrock are we going to need? Let's go to patching and repair. So patching and repair, to cover, what are we working with? We're working with an 8x12, this pretty little shed with the red doors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right, so I also have eBay up in case I decide to look there. But here's standard sheetrock, half inch, and there's 5 eighths. 5 eighths is fine. They're about the same price. So... This is uh, 30, ooh, good for them. So easy to install, ideal for repairing five inch eighths in this drywall. Um, that tells you materials, estimated how much is needed. So if you were doing joint compound, drywall panel, blah, 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 okay. Tells you how many you need. So let's take a look here. This is a, five, a 23 by 23 drywall panel. These are patch repair panels. I'm not looking for patch repair panels. I want actual freaking sheetrock or drywall. Drywall. How much we need? Sheetrock or drywall? We want drywall. Let's try drywall. I do like I do enjoy doing these build it yourself type of things. So drywall sheets. So what's a drywall sheet? That should be it. Okay. So sheetrock brand, there we go. Let's do, let's go full Jew. Let's go the cheapest one. All right, 1128. So three eighths inches, four feet by eight feet. There we go. Now we're banging on all cylinders. So four feet by eight feet. Now 2.4, two by four was the, so this may be all to cover. This will cover, I believe, two of those sets of studs. So this will cover a large amount of space for a, not a lot of money. So four by eight panel at $11.28. And how many are you going to need for an eight by 12? You're probably going to need what, four of these things? So if it's going to be eight feet tall, eight feet tall, great. That takes care of the height issue. You may even have to cut the thing. And then four feet. So four feet, uh, eight by 12. Okay. So you may need three, two to three on each side. So two to three on each side, that's see 11 22 34 so you'll need probably like 68 bucks so 70 bucks worth of drywall all right so 78 bucks worth of drywall 
plus the like twenty plus the thirty bucks of uh sheetrock. So sheet no excuse me. Sixty bucks I'd say sixty to seventy bucks worth of drywall and thirty bucks worth of insulation. Bang. So a hundred bucks, your entire shed is now completely covered with drywall. Now drywall is super simple. Drywall is just a piece of brittle wall that you put up and then you screw it in. That's it. That's all drywall is. That's all you do with it. So, what are you going to need to screw it in? Well, you're going to need fucking screws, princess. Good idea. So, simple screws. So, all right, how much are a pair of screws? So, drywall screws for one pound pack, which is pretty much all you need, is four bucks. So, that pretty much rounds out your $100 right there. And if you have extra screws kicking around, then just use those. It doesn't matter to me. So, these will screw... <laughs> These screws will screw right into the, uh, excuse me, into the studs. And then that's it. You're completely sealed up. So you have the insulation of the drywall matched with the insulation of the insulation. And, of course, you have the wall of the shed itself. There you go. So that will allow you to pretty much take care of the insulation inside of the entire shed. And because this is only 3 eighths inches, it's not very thick, so it won't, jeopardize the amount of space that you're going to need in order to turn your shed into like a little recording studio. So what's next? Well, you can, if you want, get some patch, some like, you know, whatever, you know, painting patch to cover up the creases from the drywall, from the drywall, separation of each drywall. You can do that. And that's only going to be a few extra dollars. Now, what's the next step? If we're going to take this little shed and we're going to turn it into a podcast studio or recording studio, the next thing we're going to want to do to get in that bitch is we're going to want... Now, what I like about this shed right here, so what I do like about the drywall is, see, where there's a part here where there's a ladder hanging on, on the left and the right-hand side of it. That part, I would personally, in this shed, I would drywall off. So that it's completely sealed up and it looks less like a shed. On the back of it, it looks like there's a nice shelf, which is super cool. So it's basically the outside of it with a shelf uh, that you could put stuff on. That, in this situation, I would consider leaving open or putting some sheetrock on there in the back to close off some of it. But I would absolutely spray paint that off or paint it a specific color. Because that shelf right there in the back where he's got some tackle equipment, tackle, bait and tackle type shit, that would be awesome if you put some of your podcasts up up there, you put some monitors up there, or you put uh, some of your stuff that I have, like my parking by permit only sign, or some other wall art. That would be great to put some of those things up there. However, if you leave that open, you run the risk of making, if you, have a, if you, have a, if you work in an area where it's a cold outside sometimes, or most of the winter, you're running the risk of uh, actually it, it being cold in there a lot easier. So you may that's something for you to consider when you do that. Also, if it's only the one layer, it's going to be more exposure to the outside, more th creepy crawlies can get in there and whatnot. So you have to consider that when designing your shack or your, your studio, excuse me, because it's, it's a shack now. It'll be a studio later. As far as the top goes, the top there looks like on here, they're like the actual ceiling where the wall, the top of the ceiling, it's basically just the roof, and then there's like storage stuff up there. You can close that off with drop ceiling type stuff, or you can close it off 
with more drywall. And you can actually just lay the drywall up there and that'll cover completely cover the entire ceiling. And now you have a ceiling instead of just the roof and you have walls instead of just the, the, uh, the, the fuck are they called? I just lost, I forgot what they were called again. The um, studs. Great. So everything's enclosed off. So now let's paint it. So let's just do, we'll just go to standard paint. So how much to do that? So we've, we've calculated about $100 for an 8x12 entire shed. Too many freaking emails I'm getting today. So that's one thing to consider. Now let's just go ahead and get some in some paint. So just some, some regular old ass paint. Uh, let's just do a pint, a paint, paint. What the fuck's the matter with me? Let's try it. All right. P-A-I-N-T. That's the way it has to be. There we go. Let's just do paint. Paint. Let's just see what happens. There we go. So let's just get some regular do-it-all paint. Um, let's see. Glidden Essentials, Bear Marquee. You just want some regular-ass paint. Let's just get some regular-ass paint with a really interesting color, probably like white or off-white or, I don't know, Art Deco. I have no fucking idea. Whatever you want to do. So let's just go ahead and just find some uh, interior paint. Let's see, interior, ooh, you could do a wood finish. You want to do a wood finish? You could do a wood finish. That'd be pretty sweet. That's wood stains and finishes. That'll stink for a while. Let's just do an interior paint and see what we can find there and see what the prices are because price matters in this situation because, like I said, we're trying to do everything long-term and self-sufficient so you don't have to go outside of your area. So small rooms, 100 by... All right, a small room, one by 400 square feet. You're going to need maybe half of a freaking thingy. So semi-gloss interior paint, one gallon would be about 16 bucks. And then you could use like a paint roller and roll right after it. Now for the floor, so for 16 bucks or around 20 bucks for black, for whatever, flat paint, whatever you're going to do. So basically 15, 20 bucks, you can, get, you can paint the entire new studio so now we're at like 120 bucks overall 120 bucks you have the pretty much all the insulation ready to uh, the entire thing set up ready to go well what else are you going to need to make this shack more podcast studio ish well once we have the insulation in once we have the sheetrock in and the screws in place and then once we have the setup of what you're going to do in the back and then of course you also have the um, sheetrock and the paint all taken care of. Well, now we have to decide what we're going to do with the ground. What does the ground look like? Because the ground looks like to me, to the ground looks like to me, it has, it's just regular wood. So what are we going to put on top of there? Because obviously if it's just the wood separating you from the ground, we have to figure out how are we going to make that more, uh, you know, like welcome to our home-ish. So we have to figure out what we're going to do with that. So wood cover. So basically uh, woodshed covering. I don't know. So obviously you can go. There is a way you can go with that. I think in this situation we'll probably just keep it simple. And what we'll do is you can, if you want, put some uh, some trim molding around. the. So you can put like trim, like wood trim molding. So wood molding. Moldings. Let's just do that. What you can do is you're just, it's basically, it's a little strip of wood that goes around the entire bottom of your new studio where basically your uh, 
drywall, your sheetrock meets the actual ground, the the actual your actual carpet, your floor, excuse me. And that so those moldings can be between three, four bucks, eight, nine bucks, not very much. So what you'll do is you'll actually just create like an actual crease, an actual crease that separates there. It basically will close off any separation between the actual ground, the corners of the ground where your wall meets the floor. So that will cost you almost nothing too. So you can buy cheap ones for around five bucks a pop. So there's, there's your options for that. So what else are we going to need? Well, we're going to also need to, we will also need to paint the floor. You will need to paint the floor. So I advise you in this situation to, in this situation, you're going to want to prime the floor as well. So you want to make sure that the floor is 100% waterproof. So make sure that when you paint the floor, you paint it completely. Don't half-ass it. So paint, get those corners all taken care of. And then once you completely paint the floor, then put in your wood trim. Once you put in those moldings around the door and, and near the door and around the entire thing, and everything's all dried off, you have your wood, you have your insulation, you have your sheetrock. Okay, great. Probably look pretty good. And here's the thing. A lot of this stuff you can actually do yourself because none of this stuff is heavy. None of this stuff is heavy. It, it won't necessarily require a friend. Basically, sheetrock, you just carry it, you lean it, and then you just screw it in. You may have to cut it, but sheetrock is generally easy to crack. You basically just have to cut it, you basically just slice it on the top and then it snaps perfectly flat and perfectly straight to the part that you need to snap to. And then boom, you're done. Just make sure you measure. Measure twice, cut once. Done. So that's all set. Now you painted your floor. Great. Awesome. Let's install your shit. You are, probably already have your furniture. And if it's like a spare part studio, you don't need much furniture. You just need some random leftover shit, like a TV stand and a couple extra grandpa chairs that you have left over in order to create your two-person setup. And we've already talked about making cheap desktops or getting cheap laptops or what, do you already, what you already have to record these items. So let's go ahead and move forward with, well, you need something on top of the floor that you just painted. Well, that's very simple. You go ahead and you get yourself a rug. You get yourself a nice rug. And it doesn't have to be expensive, so let's just go to rugs and carpets. You can get yourself an actual carpet if you want. Let's just go ahead and take a look. Ooh, that's a nice one. Here's a faux fur fluffy shag rug. That would be pretty cool. So let's see here. Let's take a look. Washable non-skid furry. Let's go ahead and take a look. Well, maybe we shouldn't do that. Ah, eh, let's look anyways. Fuck it. I got another five minutes. So let's see here. Let's do gray or let's do light brown. Oh, that's nice. Uh, let's see, size. I'd say six by nine. That's 179 bucks. That's a little more than I want to spend for a shed in the back. We've already spent 120, 130 bucks on basically building the goddamn thing. So let's backtrack just a tiki wiki. Let's go back to, here's a contemporary modern soft rug, non-slip, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's do a color. Um, I don't know. Fucking feathers. That looks stupid, but whatever. So let's do four by six. $35. All right, cool. I'm sure you can find something at like Wally World or eBay for even half the price. So let's just round it out and say like between 20 and 30 bucks, you can just get yourself a nice rug for your spare parts studio or one you already have laying around. So there you go. So now you got a floor, you got a rug. You're good to go. You have your leftover furniture. You're good to go. Your walls are done and painted. You're good to go. Now you can put shit on the walls. So if you want to put 
with some flat screen TV on the wall, you can do that. If you want to put up pictures or, or lights for your studio, you can do that. Now, another thing to keep in mind, if you are going to make the studio light up, which you're going to need to do, my best advice to you is to buy some really cheap LED strips. So LED strips, light strips, are they're low voltage, and you can buy a lot of them. So here's a perfect example. Here's one right here. This is an LED light strip, 16 feet. And what it does basically is it has like a 3M type of tape that it is 3M tape, actually. Oh, look at that. And you basically can run it all along the tops and the bottoms of the wall, and it taps right in basically with like a USB adapter charger, and it's got a remote. And it's got a remote. So when you walk in, you just hit the remote. You can put it on the wall. The whole place lights up. And then, of course, you're going to want some sky. You're going to want some like podcast lights, some type of light to light you guys up. You can go with standard dorm lights. They cost like $10. You can go with, um, let's just go to lights. Actually, no, let's not. We'll just go with, because you don't want to wire the place, essentially, like super light it. You want like, um, what you want to do is you want to go with a, set up where you don't necessarily need like a circuit breaker or wall sockets or anything like that. You want this thing to, it's got to be to the point where you have at least two extension cables running from your existing house that run under the ground that are not susceptible to weather. So what you want to do is once you are done building your studio, you're going to want to have at least two extension cables. You can buy them up to like a hundred feet basically. You can buy them up like 100 feet. So you just do like an extension cable, extension cord, there we go. And I priced them out a few weeks ago. Sometimes these sheds run pretty far. And you can find extension cables anywhere from like $10 up to like $100. And my advice to you is you want good outdoor ones. So you want to go ahead and get ones that are essentially like they're orange. The orange ones, you'll know. And you can get like additional external um you can turn it into a multi-plug one for very little money. Those are only a couple bucks. So you run two of those from your house, and you basically just dig a little tiny path, and you I, you can either, uh, a little tiny path, and that's where you place your cables. And the only cables you're going to be running are just the power cables. You are not going to be running your Wi-Fi cables. You can do that if you want, but you better be running, you best be, consider how far because if your cable is going to be longer than 100 feet you're going to lose a lot of power you're going to lose a lot of uh internet speed between traveling between your cable from the house and the cable to the shed and i have one i think it's like 100 feet or 50 feet or something like that yeah actually it's i think it's like 100 feet that one will support at least 100 megabit per second anything beyond that i think you're going to lose constant signal because you're going to want to be streaming you want to be able to stream upload download do anything you would normally want to do inside that you would do inside of an actual house or you can use those uh transmitters that we talked about in the last podcast those are like 30 to 40 bucks per transmitter it's a beam basically shoots from that from one side of the house to the other and then it requires a wireless router on the other side but once you run these extension cords under the house and then you cover it up then you now have power to your shed you just have to make sure that that part where you install it inside the shed, those plugs, that you have it sealed off completely. Because otherwise, if you don't do that, if you don't seal it off completely, the shed, that part of the shed will start to rot and things will start to get inside of the shed and then that's no bueno and then the, your days are, of, are over. 
So once you finish that, your extension cords are in. Now you can start running all your stuff. And it doesn't take a lot to run a podcast studio. It's basically just a few computers, especially laptops. They don't require a lot of energy. Then you have, a, if you, let's say you have a, a gaming type computer out there. It's probably got a 600 watt power supply. It doesn't require a lot of power to run an actual podcast studio. It's very, very light. So you have that all set up. You have your power and then you can cover it up the pa- you can cover up a pathway. Well, a cool thing you could do is if you were running like a podcast studio, you can do a little pathway. So say you have like a backyard and then you have your shed. You can go and buy crushed rock that'll lead you. Let me go and grab that for you. So I'm going to show you crushed rock. Let's do crushed rock. That'd be sweet. Crushed stone and bagged landscape rocks. You can create a really cool path just with crushed rock. So let's see. That's $28 a bag. That's 50 cubic inches, blah, blah, blah. These are pallets. That's different. These actual things, these crushed stones, crushed gravel, crushed rock, crushed rock. Let's see if we can get more information here because these things are actually inexpensive. They don't cost a lot. Um, these are, this is bagged landscape rocks. This is, this is showing you like, there we go. That's the price I'm looking for. This thing was, okay, that's, there's bagged marble chips. It was $4 for a bag. Here's the, uh, here's another one, $4.38. They don't, they don't fade. They don't discolor. They don't attract pests or termites like an ants. Uh, you can get it in gray, red, or tan. Red is a little more expensive. That's like $5.40. But it's super cool, and you can put little rocks on the side of it to keep the uh, the crushed pebbles in bay. And then it'll create like basically like a, a walkway to your studio that's outside. Now, this, there are a couple other things maybe I missed. Actually, I don't think I did. There are other ways you can pretty this place up. But the foundation of actually having walls, insulated walls, um, and a powered studio is very simple to do. Is very simple to do. Um, the final thing here, I almost just had it. Did I just lose it? I hope not. Give me a second to think about this. I just, I just had it. Shit. All right. So you had the crushed pebble. Let me, let me continue with this thought. Um, let's see here. Oh, heating it. That was it. That's the final piece I want to talk to. Okay. So you want, obviously you don't want to put like a fireplace in this thing because the whole fucking thing will burn down. And generally, it doesn't have a heating system in there. So the best way to do it is to get like a space heater. Space heater, because it's a smaller area. It's basically the size of a kid's bedroom. You just need a small space heater. Problem with space heaters, they do suck up a lot of energy. So you have to be careful that you get one that doesn't trip your uh, your circuit breaker that's in the house. Because, and we also want to keep this relatively inexpensive. They also make those fireplace heaters, which are really, really cool. So maybe we can find one of those as well. Now, if you were just, if it was a hot summer day and you wanted to just cool the place off, then you could just leave the windows open or get a fan or you can install windows, but we'll not go that route. Right now, let's keep the thing intact. intact. And a lot of these actual uh, sheds or these studios in waiting, they actually come with windows already built in. So that's something to keep in mind. But let's see, uh, a space heater. There's one for like $100. Here's a small electric fan heater for $29. Now, if you have one of those going in the studio, these small $30 to $40 or electric fireplaces, let's take a look at the electric fireplaces. Electric 
fireplace. Let's take a look at those things. These are more expensive, but this will add some, it'll add a, a nice, a niceness to the studio in general. So those things are, let's go ahead and just do lowest one. Let's find the cheapest one. Cause you can do a standard Vornado space heater for 30 bucks and heat the place right up. Or here's a desktop electric one in Oak. Ooh. And there's another one, a freestanding one. So you can start around $50 or you can go up to 99. And you can actually heat that place and have a nice fireplace that heats up your new spare parts studio that didn't cost you a lot of money. Just the stuff that you already had that we already talked about that helped you build the actual podcast and then actually helping you build the walls, the foundation of the studio with just a little bit of sheetrock, some insulation, and a nice decent rug and some paint and some molding. And then on top of that, the piece of the resistance, a, let's see, a Hampton Bay. What is that? That's actually pretty cool. Let's look at this freestanding one. I just want to look at that because I think it's super cool. This is a 15-inch freestanding electric fireplace in black. It costs $99. That's super cool. So it's got the fake-ass looking fr uh, front with the wood on it. And it's got artificial logs. It's sturdy. And let's see, heat output, 4,700 BTUs. That will make you sweat. If you turn that thing on, you put that thing in your in your freaking uh, studio, you will fucking sweat. So we need to go backwards a little bit here. We need to go backwards. Let's go ahead and just do this Hampton Bay 13 and a half inch desktop one. 4,000 BTUs, you will sweat. So let's go backwards here. This one is 3,300 BTUs. It's 1,000 watts. So basically, 1,000 watts is essentially a gaming desktop, like a thousand watt gaming desktop. So, and that's at, yeah. So that is probably the one you want to go with. It's pretty small. I think that's the one, and it will heat, probably heat up your studio in probably just a few minutes. And since you got to sit down and get everything set up, you, it takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to really sit down, go through your notes, but that would probably do the trick. And then at the end of the day, at, at the end, when you're done with your podcast, you're done uploading everything, you can shut everything down. And you'll know that when it's all said and done, your studio is secured, your studio is warm, it's electrified, it's powered, it's lit up, and then you can just walk away from it. And I think that would be some of the basic building blocks for just a couple hundred bucks to get you started. This one says provides heating area for up to 285 square feet. You're heating up an 8x12 shed, maybe a 12x15 shed at the most, depending upon what you want to do, or a small cottage, or whatever, or a small bus, or a Winnebago, or whatever. That's all you need to get started. These are the things you wouldn't think about. It. Oh, I got a shed out back. You can turn that shed into a little recording studio if you don't want to mouth off in the house or go in the basement to do it because the basement's one of those things that's, you know, it's part of the house or whatnot. This can be your little spot that you can do a lot of things with. That would be a great start. And like I said, a lot of you are first-time homeowners or you're moving for the first time or you're having your house and you have this spot you want to do something with. This is a great way to look at it. This is a great way to look at it. And this is another way of, even if it is a small spot that you have, or maybe you've got a barn that you're not doing anything with, these are some of the things that you can apply to whether it's a small shed or a big barn, this is some of the ways that you can utilize what you already have available to you, a freestanding structure that's already there, and you can do, take some of these things, go ahead and make yourself a brand new studio, recording studio, podcast studio, and then there you go. 
maybe get stuff like a little Super Nintendo in there. You get a flat screen on the wall because you don't want like a whole structure there just to hold your TV. You want like a, because it's a shed, you want a small TV, probably about 32 to 40 inches, maybe a little higher. And you would put that, place that on the wall. And that's where it would be. And you can make everything space, space friendly, friendly, efficient, where everything is where it needs to be. And you can power the whole thing with just a couple extension cords without having to hold, go out of your way to really like, you know, put in thousands of dollars just for a few hundred bucks. You can take that shed and turn it into exactly what you wanted it to be. So uh, if you guys have any other questions or comments or you want access, you want the links where I found some of these things, you can go ahead and email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Just put in the subject podcast. You guys can go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and check out my website. You can go to my web, uh, website, positivesarcasm.com. You can go to the YouTube channel, look up all my stuff there. Um, questions, concerns, comments, you, you can go ahead and slide in my DMs. You guys have posing music questions or you have uh, video service requests, you can go ahead and email me. You can go my, through my website as well. Contact me, positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. You want to support the podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Go ahead and check out my Weeble affiliate link, Weeble, W b-u-l-l you'll get free stocks if you uh, sign up using my affiliate link so please go ahead and do so nothing like free money that's for damn sure but and again thank you guys for listening watching and welcome all new subscribers uh we are almost to the point like t minus uh 20 something days until radio silence and then uh it's time for the big move but thank you guys for listening watching and subscribing and i will talk to you all next week recorded here from the spare parts underground studio this has been a positive sarcasm presentation. In this sturdy old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine People tell me there ain't no use in trying Now my girl, you're so young and pretty one thing I know is true You'll be dead before your time is due I know Watch my daddy in bed at night Watch his habit turn his grave He's been working and slaving his life away Oh yes I know
it, baby. You know it too. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.